Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David is going to... Uh, produce the bro- the uh, program today. We have an hour uh, to be with you today. We've got two live broadcasts today. The first, Rays baseball. They try for the sweep of the hapless L.A. Angels. We'll have that at 1 o'clock. And then Gator soccer will come your way at 4.50. Uh, they'll be on the road facing Baylor. Uh, now, today, I'm going to have one of the lead analysts for the Pac-12 Network, Yogi Roth, to come in and talk about Utah, come in and talk about the Pac-12. I just, you know, one of the great things about what is going to transpire in nine days when I go on the air and do the extra point post game show after the Utah game, there's going to be a lot of people perhaps saying, see, I told you so. Or I'm going to say, eh, Utah's a little better than we thought. I'm just going to tell you, I get it, Utah plays in the Pac 12. They might be, they might end up being the most overrated team at the end of the season. Might look back on the season and go, I mean, everybody had them ranked in the top 10 and, you know, they finished 8 and 4. Okay, possible. But don't you think there's a reason when people are ranking them in the top 10, do they not understand where they play as well? Do you think they think they play in the MAC? No, they know where they play. They have 19 starters back. And their tight end, uh, the tight end, and I'm anxious to see what this group does defensively because the tight ends, historically, the good ones have really hurt Florida. Really hurt them. They've got two good tight ends. They have a quarterback that's a dual threat guy. He can throw it. He's legit. And... They have, and they're going to downhill run. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you this. If whoever Florida has covering the tight ends, let's just assume they've got linebackers. And if they start throwing to the tight end and Florida goes smaller to cover the tight end, you know what they're going to do? Run it. This is a good team. Now watch, Florida's going to win 40-10, to 10, and I'm going to look like an idiot. That won't be the first time. But I'm just telling you, don't – I'm not saying Florida can't win this game. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying just because they play in that league doesn't mean they're not good. For example, let's take Cincinnati. You think Cincinnati was pretty good? Look at the league they played in last year. Pretty good team. So 
you know, sometimes you can you can play in whatever league you're playing in and be good. So it's going to be a lot of fun, though, uh, to see that and uh, just figure out what's going to go on. All right, let's open the phone lines. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. And again, uh, here till a little bit before 1 o'clock today, Urban Meyer will join us tomorrow uh, to talk about Utah and week zero of the college football season and get his thoughts on this matchup with Florida and Utah. Next week, Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland is here. Outgoing UF President Kent Fox is here. I'm, I'm going to talk to him about what he does as a president in terms of the playoff and things like that. We're going to get our pro football focus guests here next week. Uh, one to talk the NFL, one to talk college football. So we got a lot that we're going to do next week for you. And that is a game week. On Monday, Shane Matthews will be here. On Monday, Billy Napier will have his initial press conference. We're finally going to get to a game week. Daryl leads off. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Steve, uh, been doing some research. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first time a Pac-12 team has been to the Swamp since 1982 when USC came in here. I believe that's correct. Was you at that game that day? I Steve, was. Uh, no he question I was, yes. Chase Sean Salisbury all over the place that day. Yep, and it's funny. When Sean Salisbury went into broadcasting, he, he was a guest here frequently, and uh, many times he talked about you know that game and uh, about what Wilbur Marshall accomplished in the game. Right. Steve, uh, speaking of Utah coming to Gainesville, I sent you an email yesterday, and uh, I didn't hear your response, but I'm going to go over it again. Um, my concern is if Florida gets down, say, double digits, say a couple touchdowns, how will they respond? I mean, I guess I'm – we don't know because, you know, all we've seen is last year, but beginning of this year. I think we need to jump on them early and keep the crowd in the game. But I'm just kind of worried if we get down, how will we respond back? Well, here's the thing I think that people forget. You know, when you talk about um, culture, all those sorts of things, it normally it takes time to develop that. I mean, you can wear the same – everybody can wear the same white socks to practice, right? Does that mean you're, you're, you're more unified? Maybe, right? And doesn't mean that this coaching staff hasn't begun to instill what they believe in. They have, right? But what's the last thing we saw? This team did not end up well. So to your point, if they get down 14 nothing. What will happen? What will happen? Did it revert back to last year? You know, here we go again. Or, you know, does this new staff instill in them, you know, keep playing? I, I would imagine that will be the case. Again, it's game one. This is not like, you know, they're in some kind of tailspin in game 10. But I think it's a legitimate question to see, you know, from a culture standpoint, if they get behind like that, what they'll do. Steve, is this probably the here recently? I know it probably is. This is the toughest uh, opening game opponent that Florida has faced maybe since they opened up with Miami back in the day. 
Yeah. I mean, I, if you go back and look historically at this, um, the thing I think that's closest to it is 1969. Houston. Yes, because Houston, I believe, was ranked number seven. Um, you know, they were a top ten team. The year before, Florida was supposed to be pretty good. And I think they finished six and four in 68. But, you know, Larry Smith was there. He got hurt. Um, so, you know, here comes this high-powered Houston offense in here. Um, nobody knew really what to expect, and you, you saw the outcome. So I think there's a lot of parallels to that. You know, a highly-ranked team coming in here. Uh, the, the year before, the Gator team was was just okay. We'll see. Steve, real quick, um, you know, seeing different quarterbacks in the SEC – who, who could you compare Cam Rising to? Maybe we've seen last year. Hmm. Maybe Matt Corral. Maybe. You know, he's a, he's a dual threat guy, right? So, and I think Matt Corral was that. Um, he's the first guy that comes to mind. I'd have to, if I thought about it, maybe somebody else. He's the first guy that comes to mind. Okay. Steve, thanks as always. Okay, appreciate you, Daryl. Thank you. Corey, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good. Hey, not only historically we struggle with tight ends, we've struggled with mobile quarterbacks. Um, question, though, do you do you remember what the, uh, uh, the season prediction was when Mullen first came? Do you remember? I don't remember that far back. Or was it kind of the same thing, or was it we thought it was a good roster and he should take off? You mean his first year? Yeah, like the you know the buzz about Napier now is like six and six, six seven wins. Oh, what God. was it when Mullen came? Do you remember? I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know that the expectation. I, I I think I would have remembered if the expectation was just through the roof. Uh, I don't remember that it was. I think there was optimism because you know Mullen had done pretty well at Mississippi State. Mullen knew you know about Florida, you know all of that. Um, but I don't know that the expectation was like, you know, go 11-1. and one. I knew it wasn't that. I just didn't remember if it was. This year seems kind of low from a national media perspective. I mean, they don't I mean it's preseason. Nobody knows. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite remember what it was with Mullen. Was yeah, and, and, I mean, I, and I think it, it's changed a little bit, too. You know, the SEC, to me, has never been better because Correct. I think there's just way more parity. I've said this a million times. When you, it used to, it wasn't that long ago that when Florida played Kentucky or Florida played Tennessee, Florida played you know Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Those were wins. Wins. They're not guaranteed now. And Arkansas in the West, Mississippi State, and you can't just assume you're going to go there and win. So I think the landscape has changed in the league as well. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I didn't even put, think about it that way. If you put, you know, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Well, I appreciate the call, man. Anytime. Thank you, Corey. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Humphrey. The Rays will be looking to finish off their fourth straight series win by sweeping the Angels today. 
They knocked the crowns off the Royals after consecutive AL East series wins against Baltimore and New York. Tampa Bay will hope for an easier day after clinching the series in extra innings last night. Coverage starts here at 1. Later on, Gator Soccer is on the road in Waco as they take on the Baylor Bears. The team is 1-1 one one on the season after blanking the Stetson Hatters. Baylor lost its last match to Wisconsin. Coverage starts here at 4.50. In basketball news, number two overall pick Chet Holmgren is out for the season. The former Gonzaga Bulldog needs foot surgery. He was injured during the recent crossover Pro-Am event, which was called early because of condensation on the court. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Sean Humphrey. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm telling you a long time now, ladies and gentlemen, about my friends at Southeast Car Agency here in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. You've heard me talk about them and, and how terrific they have been for me as a longtime customer. Every vehicle I purchased from them has lasted me a long time and has been wonderful in terms of very, you know, just routine maintenance. And perhaps the, I get asked sometimes, what's the best thing? It's the relationship I have with the cousin's family and the trust I have in them because from the first time I walked in there when I did not know them and they didn't know me, I was so impressed because they didn't try to you know, get a salesperson there and just you know, hype me and hype me. It was like, hi, how can we help you? What are you, what are you looking for today? Here's a list of our vehicles. What would you like to test drive? That was about the conversation and I was floored because I just didn't get the hard sell you get used to at other places. And from that time, that's besides the great vehicles they have, that's why I've been a customer of theirs for so long. Now remember, if you're looking for a new vehicle, they don't have them, just the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Check them out by go seeing them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue or online, secars.com. If you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Raise a glass to good times at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Every Tuesday, we raise martini glasses for our Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy 50% off select handcrafted martinis. On Wine Wednesdays, we toast with 50% off on bottles of wine up to $75. You heard right. 50% off wine bottles on Wednesdays at Spurrier's. And of course, don't forget to celebrate the weekend with an incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch. Available every Saturday and Sunday. The hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Response to International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event has been incredible, but this is it, the final days. You have until August 31st to take advantage of the year's most attractive offer. Get IDC's amazing value price and spread your payments over two years with zero interest. And as a special bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. It's incredible. And everything's included. Thousands of engagement rings, designer jewelry, colored gemstones, pendants, bands, bracelets, the largest selection ever. Or if you prefer, you can get an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands during this incredible event. Take an amazing 25% off any wedding band but there's just one catch this spectacular summer of savings event ends august 31st at 6 p.m and will not be extended so hurry pick any item take advantage of two years zero interest financing and let idc even cover your first two payments now through the end of august only and only at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit if you're a diabetic we have great news you can end the painful finger sticks with a new cgm Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. While summer is a great time for recycling, some summer items should not be mixed in with your curbside recycling. Items like garden hoses, plastic planters, pool toys, squirt guns, and lawn chairs are generally not recyclable and are best donated to charity. If you have a question as to whether an item can be recycled, look for the recycling triangle and number, usually on the bottom of the product. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. You know, it's pretty cool. Uh, They just had the draw out for the U.S. Open, and Ben Shelton is in it. Of course, just turning pro, uh, he'll be playing uh, in that event. Uh, Really, uh, that's a really good thing for him. All right, take calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. BB says, all I got to say is those fans downplaying Utah and chest puffing up uh, that stuff you're smoking better be for medicinal purposes. Do people actually remember how our season went last year? Our guys might do okay. We could get pummeled as well if things go south. See, that's when Mullen took over. I want to say they went from like four wins to nine or ten. Well, that's, but I don't know that the expectation was Mullen would win ten games. I mean, just it wasn't, and I think the expectation got ramped up. Isn't that the year that they just smoked Michigan in the bowl game, right? So yeah, now we're you know you go from three wins or whatever it was, four wins to nine or ten. I think in eighteen that's when or whenever it was that was when the expectation started to rise. Uh, John says, was the game set up by Meyer because he coached there? No. Uh, do you know if U.S. must return the favor? I think so. I think so. Don't hold me to that. Um, and he said, if not, why would Utah agree to this game? Well, again, I think that's right. I, I'll, I'll double-check that. Um, and it's not prior to entering the Pac-12. They've been in the Pac-12 for, for quite a while. Um, all right. Let's get um, Joe. Uh, this is a good question. Joe says, if Florida somehow starts the year with losses to Kentucky, to Tennessee, and to Utah, how many Gator fans jump off the train? A few. A few. You know what part of this is? Part of this is going to be how they look. I mean, if you're competitive, look, we all know, I think everybody thought, 
at the start of this year that Napier had a, some rebuilding to do. Okay, well then don't forget that when the season is in progress, right? But again, fans don't think that. They think, rightfully, what they see on the field. I've been asked in three different emails to comment on the picture that was posted uh, with the football team and the three million staffers that Billy Napier put in the picture. Look, part of my trouble is I'm old school. Okay. Nick Saban is the one who kind of started this. You know, getting the analysts, getting the, the support staff to help with the football program. Well, what happened? They did very well. And what usually happens when something goes well? You copy it. Now, as Billy Napier said, I put everybody that is helping in any way in that picture. I want them to be recognized. But it does make it look like there's an army here. And again, you're asking an old school guy, do you really need that many people? Hell no, you don't. You'll survive if you don't, but that's how it is now. You can't be, you know, get off my lawn. You can't be like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. But that's how the sports changed. Andrew's up. Hi, Andrew. Yes, Steve. Regarding uh, Utah and my call the other day, uh, by the way, when I brought up some statistical information and uh, a caller named Jake got a chuckle, not once but twice, by the way, about what I said, I in no way implied that historically – Utah has been bad against the big teams, and that's going to somehow affect this Saturday's game. I'm not quite that stupid. But anyway, let's move on. Um, We're finding out more and more about this team. Your interview yesterday was really great. I'm hearing a lot of confidence. I mean, not over the top, but some definite confidence. And that I will say this, that putting your team inside a a, a practice facility, as Utah did, and turning up the heat, I I don't want to be critical, but that's not the healthiest thing in in my book. But if that's what they got to do to get ready, I just think they're taking this game real serious. Go Gators. Okay, yep, thank you, Andrew. They are. This game, let me just tell you this. They've got weight on their shoulders. Not only, look, if you're going to, maybe I just haven't seen it, but has anybody in this expansion business, right, Big 12, Big 10, has anybody talked about Utah? No. So if if the reports are true that they're looking at, like, Washington and Stanford you know, the, the, the northern tier of the Pac-12, there sits Utah. 
which is the highest-ranked team in the Pac-12, getting no love. And they have the weight of the league. That league needs this win. Big time. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for taking my call. Steve, man, first of all, that saying that says if we lose the first three games, Steve, you, I mean, much as I talk to you through the years, the old 10 and 1, was that in 79, man? If that didn't check you back then, man, I, and I just became a Gator in the 70s. Hey, man, come on, brother. We Gator fans for life. You just a bandwagoner even to ask that question. I'm sorry to say that. And, Steve, we are realistic. Steve, I, I, I look at sports as an a, a, a athlete. You don't go into If any of the playing for the Gators are thinking like these fans, I, I tell you, I just don't want him on. If you, you know you're a sports guy, you don't go into a season talking about you might lose to Utah or anybody. So I'm, as a fan, never going to look at my Gators losing to anybody. You guys can pick that. You, you guys are sports guys who know everything. But I don't look at it. I'm a fan, and I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. As you a Jet, Steve. I'm not going into the season looking at what happened last year. It's miracles and everything. So Jacksonville's undefeated. Until they lose, we're going undefeated. That's the way a fanatic is. Thank you, Steve. And go Gators! Come on, Richardson. Let's do that thing, boy. All right, Byron. Thank you. 1227 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We're going to talk to one of the lead analysts of the Pac-12 Network, Yogi Roth, to talk about uh, Utah, that league, et cetera. That's next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, have you ever heard of the Road Heaver Boys Ranch? Well, if you haven't, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more about it. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about it now because they do a lot of great things for at-risk boys. This is a boys' ranch located in Palatka, and they subsist and survive through donation of your vehicles. Any unused or unwanted truck or car, RV or boat, uh, just about any kind of vehicle, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys' Ranch. The reason? The the, uh, boys there learn real-life skills because they fix these vehicles up and then they resell them. So that is certainly a win-win situation. And your donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping this really great cause. Again, you can go to rbr.org to find out more information about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that 
I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Yet another round of heavy rain and thunderstorms are expected through the afternoon and into the early evening. Temperatures today before storms get going will generally top out near 90 degrees with heat index values near 105. Thankfully, those storms will help cool us off just a bit, but those storms could lead to some localized flash flooding. Heavy rainfall rates for the evening commute are certainly going to be possible. We'll do it all over again through Friday. From the UF Weather Center, meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Coach once told me every player is different, and I'm going to treat every single player different on this team. That's right. Some players can stay over in the city. Some players got to get on the plane with everybody. So, Key, so you got to stay in the city, obviously. Again, Harry, some players <laughs> get an opportunity to stay over. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Or maybe you are superstitious as a fan because nine days away now, Florida and Utah. Utah, of course, in the Pac-12. Joining us now, lead analyst for the Pac-12 Network, Yogi Roth, talk about the league, talk about Utah. Yogi, good to have you. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to join. Um, Let's start with the league. I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on Utah to beat Florida just for the sake of the league because it hasn't had a lot of teams in the playoff, you know, to raise the credibility of the league. Would I be wrong in saying that? Uh, I don't know. I think there's always something to that when you're talking about non-conference games. I think for us out West, um, especially like if you comp, you know, where you guys are to, to where we are, right? Sometimes it can feel like lifetimes away and vice versa, right? Like I wouldn't pretend to know everything that you know about the SEC and, and I'm sure vice versa just based on what we do every day. Uh, so I, I think the narrative that early games have done to our league uh, has been reality and also I think clouded in like 
a lack of total understanding of what the league is out here, right? Like you look at UW losing a tight game a couple of years ago uh, to start the season. You look at Oregon losing at the last second to Bo Nix and Auburn. You look at even last year, Oregon beating Ohio State, what that did to the league. I think week one in the playoff era has been huge. And when you compound that with the Pac-12 conference not being in the playoff for a few years, you add in realignment. Um, nobody wants to hear about, well, nine conference games are much more challenging than the SEC when you look at what they have, what they do in week 11 compared to Oregon's playing Utah in week 11. right? So I, I think narrative-wise, yeah, it's a big deal. Um but I think at the end of the day, when it comes down to the end of the season, we get in November and the CFP dialogue, and I present on behalf of the Pac-12 to the playoffs, along with our commissioner and Merton Hanks, if you have one loss, you're in the dialogue. But I do think that this game is going to be big for, for our league because if Utah comes in and, and does what I think a lot of people anticipate, which is act like one of the top teams in the country, like it'll be a it'll be a flex, and we'll be leaning on that narrative all season long, much like – we did last year with Oregon being Ohio State, and much like other leagues did when Auburn beat Oregon, for instance, to start the season. So I think that's kind of where we are around the hype of college football and the, and the 14 playoffs. In your view, uh, well, first of all, tell us about this Utah team. How good is this Utah team in your estimation? They're really real. You know, they. Um, I think every year when we get into a season, especially now, you know the deal, like there's so much hype. And I think overhype around teams, right? So that could be like Texas, are they getting too much hype? USC, are they getting too much hype? Uh, Ole Miss, are they getting too much hype? Like you can talk your way into believing teams are going to be great based on some new players, coaching changes, et cetera. Uh, but for Utah, this is just their next natural step. You know, if you track them, and I go all the way back to 2004 because uh, I played at Pitt and, and we played them in the Fiesta Bowl, and that was Kyle Whittingham's first year. Now, as a head coach, he got the job that that bowl game after Urban Meyer took off for Florida. And if you just watch that team in their previous league and then when they entered the Pac-12, in the last three years, um, you know, non-pandemic year, it's been Pac-12 championship appearances and then finally got over the hump and, and dominated last year against against Oregon, you know, twice in a matter of three weeks. And then, they, you know, I think they, they gained a ton of respect even in a loss in, in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. That this year to say, hey, they are legitimate – playoff contending team they are the clear favorite in our league out west and their style of football is probably anti what most of your listeners think of when they think of pac-12 play i mean it's physical they're going to punch you in the face they're going to send uh multiple guys to the nfl on the offensive defensive front i mean over the last 10 years they have sent the most players to the draft from our league on the offensive and defensive lines respectively and they've added at the skill position cam rising is a five-star quarterback who's an elite player and a heisman candidate in my eyes they got the tight, top tight end hybrid player in the country and Brent Keithy with what he does at wide receiver and tight end. And Tavion Thomas is All-American consideration at tailback. Uh, so they're, they're, they're exactly where I think they should be. Uh, they got to go show it. Uh, it's not going to be easy when you look at this new program that, that you've been covering so well and the players they have. But they should be able to come in there and handle the expectations, handle the environment, and, and to me, win in a very tightly contested game but they have the maturity to be considered as one of the best teams in America. Yogi, let me ask this, and I hope I'm not off base in asking it, because at this point, uh, you know, all this expansion talk is just that talk. But as well as Kyle Whittingham has done, and as well as he has constructed this Utah team, you, you don't ever hear Utah 
being, you know, part of the Pac-12 teams that are leaving. It's Stanford. It's Washington. So from that standpoint, is this game important as well, or am I just way off on that? I think you're a little off on that. I mean, I think the natural polls when the Big Ten was announced was the teams that you referenced. But, you know, when all the Big 12 rumors started, it was all Utah. Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, And I got a text from the athletic director of a lot of those schools, and they were like, it's just not true. It's the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, We're not going anywhere. Uh, And I think when you look at those two leagues, respectfully, uh, when you look at the media markets and the value that those media rights bring and then where the contracts are, and if we're just talking sheer dollars, um, it doesn't make really any sense for anybody to leave the Pac-12 right now with the 10 schools that we have remaining. Um, So you're right in terms of nationally. I don't think they get the credit that they deserve. You know, if you went out to Utah, you'd be blown away. And maybe you've been there, but they've sold out almost 60 straight home games. Uh, This is a fan base that I think is as passionate as any in the country. They got four daily radio stations that talk 365, 24-7 Utah football. Wow. Um, it's It's an awesome community and then you just look at the productivity and development they've taken a lot of three-star guys and made them first-round draft picks and now they're starting to get five-star guys a reference cam rising clark phillips is one of the top i think three corners in the country um he was committed ohio state flipped right you look at jalen johnson starting right now for the bears julian blackman starting the nfl uh you just kind of look if you really do a dive and you're like whoa this team continues to find gems develop them and now over the last three years of recruiting have really picked up in terms of getting four and five star players and that's why i say like really grounded this is a legit team you know i would take this team if you said hey send one team from your league to go play one of the big dogs right i'm Mm -hmm. talking the guys that we just give a pass to every year in terms of going to the playoff bama georgia ohio state clemson i'd say yeah that's who i want i'd go send you know and now i think athletically offensively they match up and that has always been the thing like at wide out at quarterback um, but since Tyler Huntley came along developed as a four-year player for them now he's in the NFL under Andy Ludwig their OC who's been all over the country as a coach they're running a pro style system they're going to run the ball control the line of scrimmage but now they can take shots with real speed not just one or two guys uh, th- that's where I think they give teams challenges and I think this year they're they're built that if they do get down early they can make a nice run versus in years past. I'd say, man, if they're not controlling the line of scrimmage and dictating terms offensively, uh, that's the recipe to beat them. I don't see it now. And look, it, it's not going to be easy to go undefeated for anybody. And it's not going to be easy to go to the swamp at seven o'clock Eastern in a home opener for Billy and his new staff. And, you know, I love that guy. When he was at ASU, we covered him a ton. Uh, I'm excited for him and, and Anthony and that, that whole thing. But you, you taught today is the stronger program. You know, because they've been there. It's 18 years. This is Billy Napier's, you know, first year. And they've been there a calendar year. So it'll be fun. It'll be amazing to watch. And I'm really intrigued because I, I do think Utah's got that ability to play with anybody. Yogi, last question for you. You know, Diabate uh, is there, you know, for Utah. Uh, yeah. Every team has weakness, depth. Is there a place that, you know, offensively, defensively, they, they can't afford injuries or maybe they're not as deep as you would like to be? Well, I always think quarterback in this era of college football, there's something to be said there. I mean, you look at Cam Rising, and I'm so excited to turn that game on because 
I really believe he's a Heisman candidate. The fact that he's 80 to 1 odds or something like that blows my mind when you look at what he did last year. He didn't start the season. Right? This is a guy who committed to OU, flipped to Texas, recognized real early that he didn't think he was going to play there, transferred to Utah, got hosed by the NCAA, and he wasn't allowed to compete immediately. Like you know, JT Daniels, they transferred the same year. He was immediately eligible at, at Georgia. Right, that thankfully is, is gone in our sport now. Yeah, uh, he didn't win the job. Then he won it and got hurt. And then last year he came in in game two and let a team come from behind. They lose in double overtime to San Diego State, but they don't lose the rest of the season until uh, a game against Oregon State and then the Rose Bowl. I just think he's got all the things that you want, and and he's not C.J. Stroud and he's not Bryce Young. Like those two, I think are clear difference makers uh, at that position. But in the next tier, whether you want to talk Anthony Richardson or if you want to talk uh, Kentucky's quarterback, Will Levis, or if you want to talk uh, Tanner McKee out here out west, like there's a lot of talent in that second tier right behind those two guys. Cam Rising is in that dialogue. And if they're 11-1 and at the end of the year, I'm walking the streets of New York City with him. And, and I think he's got all the tools to, to be that guy because I think Utah is that team. Yoki, where can people see your work? Yeah, just go to the Pac-12 Networks. Um, you can check that out. You can check out a new book I just dropped that Cam Rising's in it. A bunch of elite quarterbacks that have gone through a five-star recruiting process have been in it. It's called Five Star QB, where I think you dig it. Uh, really dove into the journey of all these quarterbacks, you know, that have gone through their football lives and been, expectations have been placed on them. Uh, Will Greer's in it for the Florida fans out there, and he really gets honest about his experience at Florida. So I think you and your, your audience will really enjoy that. But those are the two places now. Uh, you can check that out on Amazon, Five Star QB, or just go to the Pac-12 Networks and hit me up on social. I'm pretty active there. And like all of us, I cannot wait for games to start so we can start talking about the thing we love most. That is that is it. Amen. Yogi, appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you for doing the show. Anytime. Talk to you soon. You got it. Yogi Roth, lead analyst for the Pac-12 Network, 1244. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We have one final segment today. Then we're going to hit Rays Baseball, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Kyle Curtis. The Tampa Bay Rays will be going for the sweep today of the Los Angeles Angels after taking the first three games of the series. Coverage starts right here at 1. Gators Soccer is also back in action today, where they look to bounce back after a loss when they take on the Baylor Bears. Following the Rays game, you can catch Gators Soccer right here at 450. In other news, number two overall pick in the NBA draft, Chet Holmgren, will miss the upcoming season after injuring his right foot in Seattle during a pro amateur game. In the tennis world, Novak Djokovic will not compete in the 2022 U.S. Open due to his COVID vaccination status. That is your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kyle Curtis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, been telling you for a long time now about the one realtor I trust and highly recommend. That is Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty. Whether you're going to sell your home, buy your next home, Scott Caldwell is the person to talk to. When you sell your home, finding your next one can be tricky. Well, he can take all the hassle, all the uncertainty out of that. Why risk leaving money on the table with just any agent? He has a nearly 20-year proven track record and expertise to help you sell and buy. His name is his promise, your home sold 
guaranteed realty. He has guarantees and thousands of exclusive buyers in his database that create higher demand, multiple offers that take the hassle out of selling. So the next thing you need to do, call Scott Caldwell for more information. 352-209-0000-352-209-0000 or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. So many people here are getting real lasting joint pain relief from QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I would recommend QC to anybody. The work that QC Kinetics did paid off exponentially. It brought me back to an effective age of almost in my 20s and 30s. QC Kinetics uses cutting-edge regenerative medicine, natural biologics from your own body, precision treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your aching joints with no meds, no steroids, no drugs, and no downtime. I got a very quick resolution to my Okay. It is a all-natural therapy. You're using you to fix you. I got my life back. I got my smile back. And best of all, I got my last back. Don't live with that pain anymore. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Learn more about regenerative options from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Back to school means back to routines and, of course, back to school shopping. And while spending on outfits and supplies can be stressful, Radiant Credit Union can help you out this season. Every time you use your Radiant Credit Card from July 22nd through the end of August, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a $1,500 statement credit. Just swipe your credit card and we'll handle the rest. You have enough to do, like avoiding the PTA parents in the drop-off line. Stop by or visit RadiantCU.org slash rewards for details. No purchase necessary. Federally insured by NCUA. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! The Gators, the Utes, kickoff is nine days away. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. For the second time in 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier. You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the 
WRUF Radio app. Thank you, Billy Napier. William says uh, he didn't say Utah isn't a good team. We're downplaying them. I think it'd be a minor miracle if we win. All I said, Diabate can't play linebacker. He lacks instincts, the right body type, and overall mindset to play the position. I would run right at him if I were Florida. Well, we'll get to find that out, William, in about nine days. Gator, man, what's up? What's going on, Steve? Well, football is in the air. You know, Pete Money is ranked number one in three. He's number two, number one team in two A's last week by one point. But uh, they got a big game tomorrow night up in Cherokee County. But uh, as far as the Gators go, Steve, uh, that smack is the smack cocking and starting. These are, these are the top ten things I would like to see in game one. Number ten, I like to see five or fewer penalties. That's been Florida's biggest problem here lately. Number nine, I see A.R. Richardson take the next step. Number eight, I like to see a little bit of team chemistry. Number seven, if you make a mistake, make it going through on speed. Number six, I like to ask Mr. Brian Cox one thing, just set the edge one time, and I need to see a ferocious pass rush. Number five, we need to see some big plays on special teams. The special team's been missing in the last couple of years. Number four, I like to see the offensive line make some noise. Number three, I'd like to see some young players make some emerge. Number two, I'd like to see the veterans show leadership. And number one thing, I'd like to see the coaches on the same page. And most importantly, I'd like to see a win. See you have a good day. All right, Gator Man, thank you. Uh, all right, we got about five, six minutes left. Still plenty of time for your calls. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Raise baseball coming your way. Then Gator soccer coming your way. 450 as Florida will take on Baylor today. Uh, tomorrow, Urban Meyer here. And again, next week, we've got a lot of people coming on here as we get you set for game week. Uh, we're going to talk with Billy Napier, uh, I hope, is going to have his, uh, his presser uh, on Monday. Shane Matthews is back here, um, and he'll be here every Monday. So that is really cool to have him back. And, of course, now with Shane's new role. Uh, speaking of that, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is going to have a segment with us every week. Uh, he'll be with us every Thursday uh, to get his thoughts on Gator football. You can talk to him. Uh, so we're cranking it up here. Um, and it's a lot of fun to uh, be able to do that. And we hope that uh, you will enjoy that. So that is what's uh, – coming up here uh, in the next day or so. We're also hopeful of getting Utah coach Kyle Whittingham here. Uh, that's We're working on that. Uh, and while it is not uh, in stone yet, uh, we're working to make sure we can try to get it. And again, he's been around there a long time. This is... I think these games are great. Look, I'm not saying week one you can't play uh, South Florida or, you know, like that. Yeah, but you get to play a team that you don't normally see, that you don't play uh, a lot, uh, and that's fun. So enjoy this. Uh I think when you have this, it's – and by the way, somebody asked uh, about 
uh, if Florida made a return trip, I believe they go next year. Can you look at the schedule, David? I thought, because most of the time, not all, most of the time when the contracts are signed, it's like home and home, and it's year to year. I think Florida goes there next year. Yes? Thank you very much. Okay, so there's the answer to that. Uh, they do go there. Uh, that'll be fun because now at least there's familiarity, you know, in playing them one time. So very good. And there's going to be a big-time crowd at this game. That's also very good. Joseph emails. Uh, he said, Steve, which of the uh, week zero games are you looking forward to the most? May I be very blunt, Joseph? None of them. I mean, look, am I happy that they're playing again? You bet. But on a week where Nebraska Northwestern might be the best of the games, but it's something. I think they're playing in Ireland, and I think they're playing that in Dublin. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, I do know that game is going to be on Fox, so it's going to be you'll be able to see, you know, you'll be able to see uh, Nevada and New Mexico State on ESPN two. UConn and Utah State will be on FS one, and if you get the ACC network, Florida A and M will be at. North Carolina. By the way, let me give a real shout-out to my pal, Batesy, James Bates. Uh, if you've not seen his show, he calls Portraits, it's really well done, and it's got his stamp all over it. You know, he just he profiled uh, Mac Brown the other night, um, and he does it in his way, uh, but it's really, really well done, and... Uh, we're going to try to get him in here live in a couple of weeks. He's got some things he's got to do, but uh, I want him to talk Gator football, but also about that because the, the way it's constructed is pretty unique. I mean, in, in the end, you're profiling a coach, in this case, Mac Brown. But the way that he did it, how he did it, you know, in terms of its production and how it was done is a little bit different. And uh, like I said, I, I really, really good. So shout out to Batesy uh, for that. Uh, okay, last two emails, and then we're going to call it a day. Billy, uh, got a great question. He says, uh, how much is it going to help Utah to beat Florida? Doesn't, uh, doesn't Florida have more to gain here? I would argue, Billy, that Utah has as much to gain. Yes, on paper, Florida's not ranked. So if they would beat a top 10 team, does that help them immensely? You bet it does. But for Utah, you know, they're trying to prove on a national stage they belong. And right now, this Florida team may not be as good as it may be 
you know, down the road, but to go on the road and win uh, at a place like this is big for Utah and big for the league. So, yeah, I, I think this is a big game for Utah just as much as it is uh, for Florida. Colonel Tom says, you know as well as I do, what fans think or do or say doesn't matter. Confident, pessimistic, or downright gloomy doesn't matter. What matters is what Coach Napier and his staff are doing every day to set the conditions. What matters is how hard the players are working and how much they're picking up. What matters is team health and attitude. What doesn't matter is what happened last year under the previous regime. Just my two cents. I agree, except sometimes old habits die hard, right? And, and if and if you believe that this Mullen lost this team, if you believe this team quit, well, then what happens if they get down 14 points? A lot of those same guys are on this team. Then what? Where's the leadership? To your point, where's the leadership? Where's the structure that is going to be important? No, no question about that. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you to Yogi Roth, lead analyst for the Pac-12 Network. Thanks to David for producing. Can the Rays sweep the Angels in a four-game series? We'll find out because that's next right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1.